Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtzcast. Cole Petum here. As always, and we're here to talk about Aston Villa nil, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Um, I mean, I feel like a broken record, and I feel like maybe some of this might be one of those broken records of an episode with some of the things with what we discuss. But to be honest, I'm just really frustrated with that performance, what's going on. And to be honest, and I think listeners hopefully will agree, it's been something that's been going on even when Jack was still fit and firing. It's just been a spell probably since December where there's a lot of inconsistencies and maybe we've been caught out. Maybe we just gassed out too early. There's a lot of things here. But anyways, let's get over to the two guys that are with me because I don't want to talk to myself. That would be a little weird. So Simon O'Regan, I'll start with you. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um just frustrated after that and thinking to myself I should have just watched Line of Duty instead but there you go well at least you could do it now I guess maybe that'll send you off into a a good Sunday night but of course there's a third person here he's always here he's one of the main men that's always been here thank god he's always been here if not it would have just been me in some of the dark dark villa days it's Danny Raza Danny how you doing hey man how's it going um so villa like stop me from playing Fortnite tonight, which <laughs> would have been my plan. I, I had to I had to turn some friends down. Um and yeah. Uh don't know if you know there's been a there's been there's been a new season update. Um I haven't but, played Fortnite in like over a year. I didn't even know it was still a thing to be honest. Yeah well there you, there's been a season update call. Um unfortunately no season update for Villa. We're still pretty poor uh, unfortunately. So, uh, I think once Grealish is back and we get the Jack Grealish DLC, I think things will be better. But at the moment, it's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, at time of recording, I can't see it. Oh, no, he still is. I can see in the corner of his camera. Uh, Danny is currently cuddling a pillow. I think Villa has officially broken Danny um, <laughs> to some extent. Should, we, should, should I just say right right now, right, openly, Yeah. just because I'm, I'm very honest about my lifestyle. Uh, when I sleep, I do hug a pillow. And, That's fine. And, so, like, you know, it's just comforting. So, uh, it's going to stop me from, from any sort of rage. Is this like is this like a, a big spoon, little spoon thing? Is that what you're talking about here? No one's mentioning cutlery. Cool. It's... Okay. No Fair enough. Well, to be honest, we could have probably went down that avenue of conversation. It would be more entertaining than this game. But anyways, we'll, let's crack on with it, and we'll, we'll see how far we go. Of course, we're still going to play our... Um, who am I Villa version at the end? Uh, and we'll get some of your three word summaries in as well. Um, I put the post up a few minutes ago and I think there's already 20 responses. So um, that seems to be the typical thing when Villa lose, everyone wants to lose their mind. So hopefully it provides some therapy, but Dania, I'll come right back to you. I mean, even kind of outside of this game, where does this side kind of sit with you right now? And you see people losing their mind on social media. And I know 
football is definitely one of those games in particular where it's a moment by moment thing and everyone's going to have a sway of emotions. But where do you sit with this? Because when I look at this, it's, you know what? People call us a one man team, but in reality, I think we're just a, a kind of a lower mid table side right now. And I think that's reality. That kind of thing's fluid though, Cole. Being a lower mid-table team, being a mid-table team, being a relegation battling team, it's fluid. West Ham finished 16th, I want to say, last season. Yeah. And now they're fifth. They're fighting for the Champions League places. There's not a very different West Ham side. It's the same players. They're just playing better. Now, when you look at Villa as a reflection, this group of players together have played some very good football. You know, this is the same team that destroyed Liverpool 7-2. They destroyed, you know, um, they destroyed Arsenal 3-0 earlier on in the season. That talent doesn't go go away. What is an issue, though, is that tactically they've been unable to adapt with their main player out. Now, I think a lot of teams would struggle with their best player out. Jack Grealish creates a lot of chances. Like, just if you want to talk about numbers, you talk about expected goals and the fact that Villa had next to zero today. Um, But... You know, look at chances created. Jack Reedish, it's ridiculous, right? 73 chances, I think it is, that he's created this season, which is more, you know, more than anybody else in this in the team by by miles. I think that that lack of chance creation and Villa's inability to deal with that and to, um, I think basically they're being found out for not really having enough create, creativity out elsewhere in the team. Now, what's what's interesting is, you add another really good t- uh, creative player who's maybe going to create half the chances Jack Grealish is, and you've got a very, very good team that can challenge anyone on their day. But um, I think this is where squad depth comes in. This is where it's where it's showing that Villa are just a little bit brittle. I think come the end of the season, maybe we'll be talking about Villa in a more positive light. Maybe Jack Grealish will be back and, and that'll sort things out. But at the moment, man, it's just it's just very, very poor. And I'm worried about the fact that, and I made this point earlier, We've got Dean Smith. We've got Craig Shakespeare, John Terry. You know, you've got O'Kelly as well. It's a lot of backroom staff. There's a lot of um, great minds, great footballing minds. So why is it every week Villa have been turning up, playing the same way, the same formation, give or take uh, a number 10? And why is it that the sole creative outlet seems to be Matty Target whipping in crosses which aren't reaching anybody. I'm baffled by by the way that Villa are playing at the moment and 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 that strategy. But I don't think Villa have found their place as a as a lower mid-table team. I don't think we know what Villa are, but I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on Jack Grealish and a lot of it's going to be dependent on what Villa do this summer. But there's only one danger here and at the moment that danger is if you're Jack Grealish and you're looking at the at the at the fall, the astronomical fall in the way that Villa have been playing <laughs> since the start of the season. It's a very good bit of motivation. If I'm Jack Grealish's agent, right, I'm going to be using that as leverage to say, look, you want to be the top player you are. You want to have, you want to play to your potential. You're not going to be doing it with these lot. You need to move on, and that's my only worry. But uh, yeah, to answer your answer your question after that roundabout analysis. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel comfortable calling Villa a lower mid-table team. I don't feel comfortable placing Villa on any, um, on any platform just yet. Fair enough. And I, I mean, 
maybe Jack Grealish's outfit kind of exemplified this game because to be honest, the man looked like he was wearing pajamas. Like I have, so that he had like a Nike outfit with just the swoosh everywhere. I swear to God, I have Puma pajama bottoms that have the Puma logo everywhere. If I got a t-shirt like that, I'd be twinning them. So I, I don't know. I saw some people talking about his kind of outfit and I thought, you know what? If he's wearing pajamas, that kind of just exemplifies the performance of the day. But Simon, I'll come to you. Where do you sit with, um, if you want to comment on his outfit, feel free to. But where do you sit with Villa at the moment? I mean, it's just it's just not very good, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, regarding Jack's outfit, put it this way, I wouldn't be able to pull that off. So uh, <clears throat> I think make that what you will. Bit at the moment, I think Danny hit it hit the nail on the head really in that obviously we're going to miss Grealish because he's such a good player. But what is strange is that we, over the last few weeks when he's not been there, that we haven't tried to do anything different in the way we set up because you can't, there's no point trying to bring someone in for Jack and play the same way because no one is as good as him. So you're not, that's not a like for like change that that is really going to work. So I'm surprised that we haven't done something different. But then at the same time, it's the personnel there to make those changes. I'm, I think, you know, we've kind of all thought, probably felt the season that we are just that little bit light up front of uh, of top quality. So you, you're asking Watkins to do an awful lot. I think he's looking tired at the moment. So I'm uh, pleased for him as I was that he got the call-up for England's. I actually kind of think he could have done with with the rest over the next two weeks. Um, so it's just really frustrating. And I think what sort of annoyed me as well over the last few weeks is Ross Barkin. I'm not trying to single him out because I, I think he has been really heavily criticised more than he probably should have been, especially when you know other players haven't exactly been stepped up either. But these last few weeks, is a real opportunity opportunity I think for him to, to sort of really shine and try and you know play his way to, to get a, a decent move and he hasn't really done that um, but then as I say no one has really it's just it's just not looking ugh, I don't want to say it's not looking great because that's just an overreaction like immediately after the game but I think certainly in the summer in the forward positions we need to we need to be improving definitely because people like Trezeguet they're just for where we want to go and where the owners, you know, seemingly want to take us. Players like that just aren't going to do the job for you. Yeah, I mean, I love Trez, but I feel like he's almost like a stopgap player. He's one of those players that's only going to get you so far. I don't want to single him out individually because there's a number of players. And we're the thing I noticed during this game is okay, we had a, a very good start to the season. The momentum kind of was a bit of a stop start here and there, and then really right after this whole pandemic at the training ground, it just, it's been really dire since then you'd have to say. And I mean, it's hard to say it's dire. We're on 41 points. And I mean, we still have what, 10 games to go and we've already surpassed last year's total. I know I've said this a million times. It's just, I I think with early expectation, with the early success, we're all now kind of just falling into our own traps. If that makes sense, our own mindsets of, well, you know, Villa are going to get Europa League. Villa are going to get Champions League. Villa are a top six, a top eight, a top 10. It's, I don't know. I think we've, as a club, we went through such a whirlwind in the last three seasons that now we're finding ourselves in a situation where 
well, you know what? It hasn't went perfectly when it probably should have. And it's kind of getting into that mindset now with, I think, a lot of people. And the one thing I want to touch on, and I don't even believe I'm bringing this up, is this Dean Smith out thing that I'm seeing on Twitter today. It, it, ridiculous. And I, Danny, I don't know if you want to chime in on this and even have any thoughts on it, but I'll get over to you in a second. I think it's the most BS thing I've ever heard in my life. The man's brought us up. The man kept us up. The man has probably arguably surpassed expectations with some part of the fan base. Yeah, yeah. Substitutions aside and things that we don't agree with always, and that's any manager. You don't always agree with any manager. But, like, if you think that way, just get a reality check. I'm sorry. I'm fed up with hearing Well, I think think everyone's entitled to their opinion. I mean, look, I I get why people say it, right? I get why people say it. Because there have been instances where you'd think that a more experienced manager or a more elite manager would have approached games differently or they will have made changes that could have positively impacted the game, all of this. But but having said that, um, you can't judge a manager over a few bad games. You really cannot, right? And and I, I'm not I'm I'm not a massive fan of the way, of the way clubs just go around sacking managers. I think what you've kind of got to look at is their mentality and and how you know their ambition and all of that. I think Smith has the ambition, and I think that's an important thing for me. And I think it's an important thing for me purely because um, we haven't had a manager that's truly felt like he's had ambition for a very long time. I'm 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 looking back now, right? Just think about it. So before him, we had Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce is being criticised for it in Newcastle right now, right? That the idea that they're happy to just kind of stay in the Premier League and and and, and all of that. We had um, Lambert, who again in the Premier League. You know, I'm I'm going to skip over Sherwood and Sherwood and Guard. We had like Lambert, who was was signed to to keep us up. Like let's let's be honest, he was he, he was brought in to keep us up and keep us in the Premier League. Um, same thing with Alex McLeish, right? So Dean Smith has ambition, and the thing is, up until Christmas there was nothing to correct. <laughs> there wasn't anything there to correct. We're playing well. We've made the improvements. Brilliant, right? He, he kept us up on the skin of his teeth last season, but right now Villa are going through some bad form, and you can't really address that until the summer. How do you address it first of all, right? Well, you need your captain back in. You need your best player back in. Um, teams go through these spells in the Premier League. This is the reality. It's such it's such fine margins, man. It's such fine margins in the Premier League. One thing goes off balance and, and you could be completely thrown off and you go weeks, you know, barely scoring goals or your defence starts sh- shuttling in uh, goals. But it's happened to like Southampton. Leicester have had three, four moments before. I'm not saying it right now. West Ham have had it last season. New- it happens to Newcastle. Brighton barely scoring goals. It happens in the Premier League. It happens. It's how you respond to that. And what I want to see is effort on the pitch. And I don't know how much Dean Smith can inspire that. There are players on the pitch right now who genuinely, I don't think, have the mindset to keep going. And Dean Smith will see that. And he, we've seen that with Ross Barkley. And I think in the summer, give him the time. Give him the time to make improvements because time and time again, he's proven that he can improve a team season on season. So regardless of this bad run of games, this bad form, it won't last forever. But yeah, it's hard to watch right now. 
Yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say, and you've said it very well, is be careful what you wish for. People always say there's a better option, and that is not always the case. We've seen that in the past. So you can, people, like, everyone is welcome to their opinion. Danny is right. I just think it's, there were shouts last season, and you know what? Okay, you're battling relegation. But to come from where we were to where we are, it's just, in my mind, it's so harsh. It's, but again, it's football. People are, it's sports in general, any professional sports. Everyone's going to have arguably irrational thoughts, yet, okay, it's their opinion. So, yes, they're warranted it. Fair enough. Simon, I'll come to you in a second. I'm actually going to get over to the uh, three word summaries right now, and then we'll try to maybe hone in on one or two of these and maybe pose them more as questions that we can discuss. Um, I think there's already 50 already. Um, some haven't even loaded in yet. Um, so I'll just go through some of them now. Uh, AVFC Carl three saying one man team. Uh, Lewis Alsup clueless without Jack. Uh, Tony Whiting money summer quality. Uh, Techie Monkey Smith strikes again. Uh, Graham Eden total fucking shit. AJP without Jack Poor. Uh, recap VP or recap, I should say, sorry, uh, 14th place finish, uh, Neil Bryan glass ceiling reached. And actually we'll, we'll pause there and then I'll read out a few more. Simon, I'll come to you with this one. Do you think there is a glass ceiling reached with this? Because it's a tough one, really. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I think, it's definitely it's no uh, secret that without Greenish we are a different team because you've got in Greenish you've got one of the best players in the league, but playing for a team that is probably around the mid-table mark. So when he's with there, he he elevates us probably to higher than we should have been, like you saw at the start of the season. But to say glass ceiling reach, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't even understand the, the point he's trying to make with that because we've improved massively from last season and who's to say that in the summer we won't improve again I mean we've got we know that we've got very rich ambitious owners who you know well, I don't think it would surprise any of us if uh, in the summer they went and spent an awful lot of money again on a few more players to improve so I, yeah I, th- I, th- I wouldn't agree with that I think maybe for the squad as it is at the moment that we you know we're probably not going to get higher than eighth maybe uh, like that's assuming that everyone is fully fit and on form, but there's definitely. I think we all can, can see that there's there's room for improvements. And as I say, with the owners we've got, you know, wait until the summer, wait until we see what signings we make then. And if this time next season we're still sort of in the same position, then you could argue that. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that to be honest. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go through a few more. I'll see if there's any here that we can discuss further. Uh, Aston Villa fan says, not learning lessons. Uh, Tony Hodge saying, or Hodge, sorry if I butchered your name, uh, too many passengers. Uh, Mal says, lack of creativity. Um, Bernaldo 1981, uh, we need Jack. And Danny, I'll come to you with this one because, uh, okay, Jack Grealish is our best player. It's evident. It's like I would. I'm not saying they're the same player, but it's like Zaha to Palace. You can make a number of different references with a number of different teams. Some teams just have crucial players that are worth so much more in value than anything else. 
where do you sit with this when it comes to Jack Grealish? Because, of course, it's going to have to go through him. We all know this. But at the same time, at some point, we have to learn to kind of adapt without him. So where do you sit with all of it? Yeah, look, I think I think what, what Villa need is Jack Grealish back until the end of the season. Get him creating chances again. Maybe have him linking up with Ollie and, and see what's going on. I think the other thing is Villa just need to get a little bit more direct and and I think just get back to the roots from earlier on in the season where where you know we would get in behind and we would look for the gaps and part of part of why Villa aren't creating at the moment is because they're just like taking too long with a ball, just passing it around and just waiting for something. Whereas what you really need is for someone like Jack Grealish to come in and skip that, skip that passage. You know, get through the defense, do something. It's not going to put. You, you, the thing is, you can't slap a band-aid on it. Villa have been have been playing poorly, and the rest of those players need to recognize that. And Dean Smith needs to recognize that with those players, because Jack or not, it's been an unacceptable level. Um, essentially, I think the defenders, fine, right? I haven't got an issue with the defense whatsoever, um, but right now. I'm just wondering whether even getting Jack in is is gonna is gonna do the trick, so to speak. I'm sure it can start with it. I think what it needs to be is one eye on the summer. Right now, look at your targets, man. Look for your targets. Who can we afford if um if we keep Jack Grealish? Who can we afford if Jack Grealish goes? Right? Like that's that's the main thing for me. You know, they've invested in the defense, they've done a really good job, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be all about the summer. Um, Jack Grealish or no Jack Grealish, he needs other players around him who are going to create because at the moment, yeah, Oli's completely on his own. And we can't rely on one player. We just you just can't do it in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, you can say that really with Spurs when they're missing Kane or maybe both Kane and Son if that's ever happened. A number of other teams. It's just you have to manage it well, and we're not managing it well. And actually, I just noticed something on Twitter. Um, Ashley Priest from the Birmingham Mail has a quote from Dean Smith saying, mistakes cost us. I thought we we started well, and we were the better team in the first 30 minutes. We've made a stupid mistake and another for the penalty. Uh, they have got to start stepping up, and they know that. And the, this line speaks all, just everything to me. We can't always wait for Jack to come back. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Like Simon, I'll come to you for this and then we'll actually get onto the match balls, but waiting for Jack to come back. I, I don't like, where does the mentality sit there with you? Cause it almost feels like as soon as he's off his game or he's missing, it almost looks like on the pitch, everyone's just like chickens with their heads cut off. Yeah. I think there is an element of that. Um, I, I agree with what Smith said there. I, I thought for the first half an hour, Whilst we didn't look like we were going to score, you know, we weren't threatening at all, but we were in control of, of that game. Well, maybe not control, but we were fairly comfortable. And it was two stupid mistakes that have cost us. But he's also, the players have got to step up themselves as well. You know, you can't just wait for Jack. And I know it's, it's what, as I said earlier, he's just so much better than, than everyone else in that squad because he, he's one of the best players in the league. So, you are going to miss him, but... In the world, that, Simon. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that. I, I genuinely think he's he could play for, for any team in world football. He, he's just that good a player. Best player I've ever seen play for Villa. Um, so that's obviously going to have an effect because you've got a player of that talent in a team that, as I say, 
you know, probably mid-table, which is fine. You know, it's it's progress from from last season. You know, we, we're going to go into the last game of the season knowing what division we'll be playing football in next year, which hasn't happened for a few years. So there is progress there, but yeah, you just, there's no point trying to hide away from it. We're not a one-man team. And I think that that's a, it's a phrase and argument that really annoys you when that gets thrown out. But, you, you know, the, the facts are there. Without Jack, we are a completely different team. And I, I think had he been playing there uh, in that game tonight, I think we'd have probably won it because Spurs were no good either. We weren't great, but Spurs didn't do anything. Their defence were there to be got at and, yeah, just... Do, 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 do you know what, though, right? No, I was... Yeah, no, it's just, just, just agreeing with you there, right? Like, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to know what you think as well. Like, I, I don't think Villa are far off, right? Unfortunately, it just so happens that the, that the positions they're lacking in are the attacking positions where you're relying on players to create goals, right? Now, you've got Ollie Watkins... He's ambitious. He can go on to be a top striker. He can, he can play for England. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. you know, he, he he might be the next Jamie Vardy. You don't know that, right? Ollie Watkins is brilliant. And then you've got the defense, who promising, very promising. You've got Douglas Louise, who's cap, you know, captain the Brazil under twenty threes, and his and his, you know, his, his leadership skills are really up there. He's playing for Brazil. Um, but then, you know, you look at players like John McGinn who need to, like, keep up the performances and work hard, and that's all you ever ask for ask of him. But Trezeguet and El Ghazi, they haven't been able to make that step up. And Bertrand's good, but you, you can't... It's not a case of Grealish and Bertrand. There needs to be one more. Like, I think I think that's the thing, Sai. It's just they're not far off. Oh, yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I don't think we are far off. I, I think... What where we are at the moment, certainly in that midfield, like you mentioned John McGinn there, I think what he needs is um, a, another, a better player in the squad on the bench that, that can properly challenge him because, okay, we, we've got we've got midfielders like the Burns, Ramsey, and obviously we've got Sanson in now, who, you know, are, could be decent, have been decent in some games, Sanson and Ramsey probably next season, I think you'll see an improvement from them. Mm. But I think in, it's in those forward positions. It's the lack of it's the lack of like real quality in the squads to cover them. Like I like you say with Troyore, I, I really like him. But what you get with wingers, wingers are probably the one position on the pitch where they are all by their very nature they're inconsistent. You, you know, there's it's only the, the top top wingers in world football. You like some rivering Robin over the years who are yeah, going to yeah, perform yeah. week in week out. Um, wingers at clubs like us and, you know, the teams around us in the table, they've got the ability uh, because they, they do show it on occasions, but it's, it's the lack of consistency. Like El Ghazi is a case in point. He has shown that he's capable of being a good Premier League footballer, but he just doesn't do it enough. And that's where, that's, that's where we've probably fallen away a bit in you know the last few weeks. It's, it's up front. It's, it's the lack of squad depth. And you know what? In many ways, right, the missing link was Ross Barkley because when you see Villa play to their potential and, and, and play like a top four team, it's when Ross Barkley's played. And when Ross Barkley's played well, he's that missing link. But Before his injury, yeah. Yeah, that's I, I it. Agree. That's the issue. Yeah, but I mean, I think the other thing is as well is uh, Watkins being probably the only striker that, that was going to play this season. I, I thought that, was, that could have been a mistake in the summer and... 
Yeah, I think he, he needs he just needs someone up there with him. I, I think that, that's going to provide a proper competition for his place. Well, Big Wes is going to come back in uh, in the next few weeks, and he's going to bang them all in, and Danny's going to be the happiest man on this earth. But uh, we're running out of time here a little bit, so we'll uh, we'll kind of try to wrap things up as quickly as possible. But Simon, I'll come right back to you. If you were to give a match ball in this game, if it's even possible, who would you give it to? <laughs> I knew in anticipation of you asking that, I thought I'd better, better have a think. And yeah, there's not many. I'd, I'd probably go Matt Target. I don't think he did too much wrong and tried to make things happen going forward. So yeah, I'll go Target. Fair. Danny, how about you? Um, First of all, right. Uh, I would have given it to Cash if he didn't give away the penalty. Oh, I don't know. I might have done. It's cold. Just because we haven't even talked about the game, can I just get one opinion out? Yeah. Right. That Harry Kane penalty. Harry Kane was looking for it. I'm not. I'm not having it. It made me. It made me angry. I wasn't. I wasn't up for it. Emmy Martinez, by the way, usually gets my match ball, but that mistake from him cost us today, which was a shame. I'm gonna give it to Dougie. Just because he seemed to have the, he seemed to be the only player out there that seemed to be working on operating on the right sort of level. To be honest, Tottenham didn't have many chances. They didn't have many chances. We gifted them a couple. They were ter- They were poor. Yeah. Right. They. My 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 issue today was, if you're Spurs, you just got whooped three 0 by Zagreb. You to- you've you've had a two nil defeat overturned, two nil um deficit overturned. Right. You're going up against the Premier League side in the weekend. You know it's going to be tough. You're cagey, right? You've got no confidence. And Villa turn up and just go. <laughs> vibes, right? They're just, they're, 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 their entire tactic is vibes, right? Let's just walk out there, see what we're going to do. Douglas Luiz, for me, was the only player on the right sort of level. Well, you seem to be up there. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, for me, just I'm just annoyed, mate. There, there needs to be more. They need, like, the, the fact that I haven't singled out, I haven't been able to sing out, single out a certain player uh, a single player who's gone out there today and gone, right, you know what? Let's batter him, right? Let's batter him because because we sniff blood. The fact that there wasn't a single player out there that I can say that to, it's worrying. Um, and when Jack Grealish comes back, you know, they need to, they need to you know, realize they got to put in as much effort as him. Um, I'm, 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 I'm quite tired of, uh, of, of players talking about Europe and then putting in performances like that. Uh, that's my that's my last word. So yeah, I mean it's easy yeah, to talk about it. It's harder to actually put in the effort to actually do it in the performances. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's hard. It's kind of hard to give it to defender when we concede it two goals. But I'm gonna give it to Konza. I don't really think he did anything wrong, and he does look a little bit frustrated. And I don't blame him. It's we've if we're talking about this game and i know we haven't really got into it but to be honest i don't know what you really talk about this it's just kind of been a theme um throughout the last month plus two months you could probably argue even more but we've kind of we've solved what maybe one or two pieces of the puzzle we've solved solved defensively for the most part midfield is hit and miss but it's definitely coming along we had some early success with the attack but now it's just fallen off so it just seems like we're missing the one thing that we probably need most of this this point that's goals but uh nonetheless i guess that's that but uh and uh let's let's wrap up the podcast with everyone's favorite game show and uh that is who is that aston villa player i i wish i had a, a better kind of like little jingle maybe i'll see if danny wants to maybe like make a little jingle on the side just like really peppy voice and i can add some music to it danny would you be up with that uh Ask me on a day that Villa win. <laughs>
Okay. Well, well that might be a while. <laughs> see <laughs> so how we're going. So we'll wait and see. Of course. Uh, well, I have one or two. We'll see how the first one goes and how long it takes. Um, if it goes too long, we'll just keep with that one. But if it's quick, I'll go for the other one. Of course, um, both contestants being Danny and Simon, they get a guess each for each clue. I'll be speaking as the person. So if you say, if I'm saying I did this, I don't actually take on the personality of that person. I'm not kind of crazy like that. I'm just trying to play the game just to let people know. So anyways, let's get in with it. We'll go with the first one. Um, I was born on the 15th of September, 1987, uh, making me 33 years of age in, I think it's Blois, France. Is it Idris Gay? No, it is not. Simon? Hmm. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, Rudy Gestad. Nope. Um, I'm not going to read all of his uh, youth career teams because um, I'm not that great at French, even though I live literally an hour and a half away from French-speaking cities, but uh, that's pretty poor of me. But anyways, um, I started my youth career in 1995, and it ended in 2007. So, I, And he played for, or I played, I should say, for four youth teams before making my senior debut in 2007-2008 season for um, I'm going to say uh, Guignon <laughs> or Guignon. I don't even know what kind of French that is, but anyways, where he made, or I made 22 appearances. Guignon. Is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> is it? It's, I think it's Guignon <laughs> or Guignon. Thing is, I, I keep confusing French players with French speaking players. That's my issue. Um, trying to think. What French players Villa had over the last few years that weren't Freddie Gilbert? <laughs> if you want to pass, you can pass. No, no, no. I can't pass because if I pass, then I'm just going to hand it to Simon. Because <laughs> you know Simon, I mean? Simon knows every reserve team, youth team player from like, I don't know, 90 on probably. Is it? But... <laughs> Is it? I've, got, I've got an answer. Matthew Burson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Simon? It's worth a try. Is it Charles and Zogbia? No, it is not. That's actually a very good guess, though. Uh, we'll go on to, um, I guess, hint three. Um, I moved to Vittoria Sibuel. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm butchering this, but anyways, in 0809, um, and then moved on to Porto uh, to finish off the 2009 campaign. Porto? Hmm. That's interesting. No idea. <laughs> Do you want me to move on to the next uh, hint? Yeah, go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, might as well. I then moved on to Leon in 2009 as well. Stayed there until 2012, and then I moved on in 2012 to Valencia until 2014. So yeah, Porto, Leon, and Valencia. Yeah, see, it's a, the answers in my head, and I and I and I'm just losing. The it. next one's gonna know. give it, I think. But anyways, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Let's 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 um. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't have it given away, can we, son? <laughs> I've no idea. I honestly, cannot think. At all. I'm, I'm so I'm... proud of myself. I thought you guys would have somehow got this. I don't know why. <sighs> Porto, Leon, Valencia. That's what's throwing me. I'll say the next one, um, just so we don't take up too much time. Um, okay. I moved on loan uh, to Liverpool for the 2013 24. Oh yeah, I know who it is. I know who it is. Yeah, I've got it. Simon. It's the greatest left back in Villa's history. <laughs> he does have it. Oh, it's the yeah. greatest left back in Aston Villa's history. It's Ali Sissoko. 
It is Ali Sissoko. I love I love his Wikipedia page, by the way. Um, oh, where is it here? In his first sentence, um, he is described as, in quotes, a sprightly left back with good speed and stamina. <laughs> I actually quite liked him, you know, and that that that's kind of a reflection on the Paul Lambert era for me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he was at the club for three years. Then he went to Porto on loan, apparently, in 2015, then Olympiacos. Uh, Yeni Malatispor, I butchered that, and Antospor. <laughs> oh, come on, you even, even cry, Do I even English? I don't think so. <laughs> Yeni um, Malatispor. And to be fair to the guy, he's made one national cap in 2010 with France, so fair enough to our favorite left back, Ali Sissoko. Um, if you guys want to play the next round, we can, but if not, we can wrap it up. Totally up to Is you guys. Is there a second round? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, go on, man. Okay, this is probably the most fun we've had in the last half an hour anyways. This one's probably a lot easier, but anyways, let's crack right into it. Um, I almost said his name, to be honest. That would have been very poor. Um, I was born on the 12th of August, 1989, making me 31 years of age in uh, Basingstoke, England. Is it Stefan Moore? No. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Wouldn't it be older? Yeah, yeah it'd, it'd been older, I just thought. Um, 31... In England, God, you know when just everything goes out of your head. <laughs> yeah, he's thirty-one, Sorry, so it had to be relatively recent. To be fair, Sai, I don't think it's one to be rubbing your head over. All yeah. the only clue that we have is that he's thirty-one <laughs> and from Basingstoke. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Tom Cleverley. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it's Tom Cleverly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wow, wow, that is incredible. Fair Bullseye, enough, I just mate. punched my mic. I didn't mean to do that, but I meant to clap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow, that is great knowledge. Uh, the, next, the next it's question incredible. was going to be: My youth career began in 1998, from 2000 with Bradford City. Had eight year spell in my youth career with United. Um, had loan spells while I was a senior player at United at Leicester, Watford, Wigan, and Villa. And then, of course, moved to Everton, Watford on loan. And then, of course, now he's at Watford permanently. So, Did we ever have Tom Cleverley and Ashley Westwood together in midfield? Because I think that has have. to be the most lower half mid-table. Yeah. Uh, the most lower yeah, half Premier League midfield in history, right? Yeah, we would have had, what, him would have been Westwood, Delph, and Cleverley, maybe? Yeah, so that was uh, the area Cleverley is when we got to the FA Cup final. Oh well, oh, I don't want to think of that final ever again. To be honest, <laughs> in a lot of finals. That was brutal. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, what were you saying? Sorry, Cole. I was gonna say, when you guys think of that final, do you just think of Shea Given just flailing around and feeling so bad for him because he's well past his prime and he's just been left basically to dry? I remember thinking that he should have saved Sanchez's shots. Yeah, I was right at him. <laughs> I don't know how straight. we got into so many finals in in like in 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 that in that point in time in our history. How on earth were we getting into finals? God knows. Uh, to be fair, I think that year we had a pretty nice run of draws up until Liverpool in the semis. Oh, then we, sure. I think we had home draws against sort of lower teams all the way through. Yeah. So uh, we brought in Alex McLeish, didn't we? We brought in Alex McLeish to bring us bring us a cup home. Yeah, that worked very. Never well. happened. <laughs> maybe if we'd have stuck with him maybe if we'd have stuck with him we might have won it that year you never know <laughs> oh, just uh, yeah when you guys honestly like I, I know we're rambling right now but I always enjoy this this the most and I'll throw this into the podcast anyways because I'm sure people might enjoy it too when do you guys realistically think we'll get to another cup final 
Well, we got someone last year, so <laughs> who knows? Oh, true. Why did that slip my mind completely? <laughs> wow. Yeah. To be fair, that was the day I moved into my own apartment and I was sick on that day. So I literally probably just blocked that out of my mind completely. Uh, <laughs> Ali Samata, how that didn't work out after that. That's all I can say. How sad. Do you know what as well? That FA Cup final. Oh, sorry. It was FA Cup, wasn't it? Or was it League Cup? No, it was League Cup no, final. League Cup last year, yeah. yeah. That League Cup final, though. Like, I just remember having zero excitement for it because I just thought we were relegated. True. It's, see, I went into it thinking we're probably going to get hammered because I think they'd done us 6-0 like a few weeks before. So it was just yeah. like, just go down, have a few drinks and, and just try and enjoy it. And actually, we had a bit of a fist of it. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been. <laughs> could you imagine, right? We could have done a Birmingham City, right? In that we might have gotten, we might have got a talk, we might have got the League Cup, <laughs> got relegated, Right. Signed like I don't know, Billy Sharp for twenty million in the summer, <laughs> <laughs> and just had another go of it in the championship. It would have been great. Christ, <laughs> you know, you know though, like that's the thing though, like and in the Europa League, <laughs> I, I don't miss the championship, but it's just it's such a wacky league. Like you get some of the wackiest players out of nowhere. I mean, I think that's what I loved about it, but I don't want to go back there. That's for sure. No, it was. It was- there was some fun moments in it, but I do not miss it in the slightest. Yeah, I mean, the days of having, who was it? Like a Mavi as a winger with, who was behind him? I can't remember. We basically had fullbacks as wingers and then fullbacks behind them. <laughs> I think that was the first season that we went down. After it's we went down. It's funny as well, like oh, Tommy Elphick. Tommy Elphick gets, oh. gets made captain immediately. Remember when we thought we were going to get promoted because <laughs> we signed Tommy Elphick? <laughs> I, I love Tommy Elphick. I'm, I, I won't. I won't. I won't hear a bad word about Tommy Elphick. No. He was brilliant. Yeah, but I mean, past brilliant. his prime, well past his prime, arguably. I, I don't think he was, but I think. Um, I think what happened was uh, he didn't get any games called because Steve Bruce, for some reason, throws him out, and we started the season yeah. with two centre backs. I think. Well, it was when he first came in. Obviously, it was Di Matteo, wasn't it? And. And we went through like a load of games where we were winning and then we just give away last minute equalizers and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Elfit just never really sort of recovered from them, did they? Yeah. He needed better players around him. We need that's that's one thing that I've learned now, having watched Villa, is that you for your defense to work, you need a unit. You can't have Micah Richards and then three other defenders. <laughs> is it bad when I thought Steve Bruce was coming in. I'm like, oh no, we're signing Alex Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> we were all worried about that. <laughs> oh, it's okay. He still defends him on Twitter. But uh, anyways, let's. Should we wrap it up? I think we're just talking absolute crap now. Anyways, <laughs> we're, not, we're reminiscing, Cole. We're reminiscing about what could have been. I, I'm sure the fans <laughs> will enjoy this. About, reminiscing about the days of Tommy Elfie. <laughs> oh, good old Tommy. I hope he's doing well wherever he is now. Um, which is I Ross McCormack still on our payroll? By the way, no. Do you, do you think Ross McCormack's still still in the back somewhere? Waiting, no, he's stuck on the gate for still. another appearance. Uh, right, let me tell you about Ross McCormack just quickly. Yeah. Um, oh yes. And, <laughs> so a uh, couple of years, I think it was after the third, our first season, the championship. So that summer, he was, you know, he was meant to be all like, oh yeah, I'm going to really get myself fit and sort myself out. And I, um, I was I was going off to Prague on a stag do, and I went went to the post office to get some money. And as I pulled up, Ross McCormack pulled up alongside me, and he got out the car, and he looked like he'd just spent a month in Ibiza getting on it. I was looking at him thinking, "You're meant to be a professional footballer." He looked a state and a half, unbelievable. 
Yeah, I think I think the villain move was just kind of like a good payday for him, to be honest, at that point. Like he did what he d- did in the championship with Leeds and Fulham. And I think really at that point, we just kind of got spoiled milk. And boy, was it spoiled. It was spoiled like <laughs> a year before that. It, it, at that point, it's just chunks. Of, okay, I don't want to talk about it. Actually, that's making me sick thinking about it. But anyways, guys, let's, let's wrap it up there. It's a longer than usual <laughs> one, but it, honestly, I've enjoyed the last 20 minutes or so more than I probably did the last two, three hours of my existence as a human being on this planet watching that football game. But let's wrap it up there. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But if you want to, <laughs> I feel so drained after this. But anyways, if you want to find Simon on Twitter, it's at Cy O'Regan. If you want to find Danny on Twitter, it's at Rise Adjourno. Find me on Twitter at Talk Aston Villa. You can tweet the team at 7500 to Holt. Email the podcast, Holtcast at gmail.com. Like I said, we'll wrap it up there. International break is now upon us. So we'll hopefully go away, cry for a week, amp ourselves back up, and hopefully beat Fulham because if we lose to Fulham I might literally have a nervous breakdown but anyways guys hopefully everyone has a good week and don't forget up the villa When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.